Welcome to the Without Limits podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Anne-Marie. Welcome to the podcast today. We have a special guest from Guelph. Um, Nathan uh, Tiertma is with us today, and uh, Nathan's a musician. But Anne Marie, you're gonna you're gonna give us a big introduction. Yeah, on sure. All the stuff he's done. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. So Nathan is uh, has been a musician for 17 years, and he uh, started actually music when he was 13 years old. And what we're going to be talking to him today about, and some of the barriers he's overcome, he's recorded two CDs. And um, he's also been part of five different bands and currently is a member of a band um, out of Guelph called Weekend Dads. And they kind of do the circuit around around Guelph. Uh, Nathan plays over 10 different instruments and his passion for music has led him to different strategies that he's been able to overcome to persevere and to hone in his gifts. So our listeners today are going to learn some tips and strategies for persevering in life, but also especially if you're a musician and you want to learn how do you persevere to learn some music. This is a podcast for you today. Hello, very good to be here. (laughs) So I'm so glad you could come. And um, I guess just out of the gate, we'd just love to hear where did this passion come from for your music? All this inspiration you have, where did did it originate? Yeah, well, like you said, I started playing music when I was 13 as a young lad. Um, I got a guitar. I really wanted to play guitar, just, you know, loving rock bands and being exposed to music at that age. And then it all started, yeah, just with that and, you know, taking lessons and meeting other people and getting into it and learning more and getting better. And the more, the better I got, the more into it I got, because, you know, you, you notice you're progressing and learning different things. And it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's lasted me, yeah, most of my life. Excellent. Excellent. So what was the, the inspiration for you to keep persevering because a lot of people we know just start play for a little while right. and, you know exactly. and they get a guitar for Christmas or someone has a piano in the corner and it's just collecting dust so how did you how did you break through that perseverance barrier was there a moment was there an event what was that yeah I found the like you said like there's I see it all the time because I, I work at a music store here in Guelph and there's people come in and they buy things and they return it a couple months later or they try different things and they're not as into it or their kids give for their kids and the kids don't really want to stay with it. And I found when I got a guitar, I was kind of learning on my own. I think I took a couple lessons and then I just, yeah, just kind of petered off a little bit. I just wasn't as into it. And then it was actually in grade five or six. I had a a teacher who was wanted to start a band and he had a drum set in the classroom and would teach kids who wanted to learn it and drums, you know, as a kid, you may get to make a big loud noise. And I was, I was really into it. And I think it was me and two other kids in the class who really, really progressed more than the other kids really wanted to and then after I was really into drums and I got better and then I was like I'm gonna pick up the guitar again and try to do different things and yeah so just having that having that person who shared the passion that teacher I had who had who taught us drums really inspired me to you know get further along into it and and practice and get better because he he was really good at it and maybe want to be more like him in a way yeah very Mm -hmm. very interesting so it's interesting that that the, the drums brought you back to the guitar yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, a, that's not a usual. That's not a usual uh, uh, transition for people. No, no, no. Very, yeah, very weird. It's 
Yeah, you see, guitar I think is definitely the most popular instrument as far as I've seen. But yeah, having that thing that's you know part of part of music brought you and you back into other areas of, of music, which is yeah, been amazing. So I'd love to um, sort of fast forward to now to you making CDs. So I'm sure that when you start recording CDs, I'm sure it wasn't just something like, oh, I'm just going to go record a CD. Here's a microphone and off you go. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it, when I think I was 18 or 19, I started you know, writing songs and just like myself with an acoustic guitar, as I got more, more comfortable with it, I was like, I'm going to write my own music. And, and I never thought of recording when I started, but you know, as it went along, I was like, hey, I have... 10 songs of my own maybe I'll you know record it and I had again I had friends who you know were kind of into that sort of thing like garage band on, on their Macs and just making fun music and I was like I could totally do that so the biggest hurdle at that point was realizing how to do it what I needed um, how much it all cost obviously was it was a big factor and yeah so I, I guess just that collecting the equipment and realizing what what actually needed to get it done and then just starting and you know making tons of mistakes at the beginning right something and listen back to it like, that sounds really bad maybe i'll do something different and then yeah just slowly got recording better. something really well going back to it and it's not there yeah yeah that can happen oh no i forgot to hit the save button that's yeah that's we've heard that from a lot of people that we've interviewed that a lot of times it's mistakes that you learn from but you have to stick to it because the passion and the goal is big enough to get you through those mistakes, to get you to that vision and that dream. How did you yeah. keep that dream alive to actually finish the CD? Because how many people have started to write a book or started to do something or take a course and they don't finish? How did you persevere to get to the finish line? I think it was just my own passion of what I was doing. And I, I thought the music I had you know, written was, was good enough that I wanted to share it. And you know, just having that end goal at the end is like when this is done and people are going to be able to hear it, like hear the, the things I can hear in my own head once that's on, you know, on hardware, so to say, I can, I can share it. And just having that end goal clearly in focus was what keeps you through, you know, months and months of work and, you know, things are, aren't what they turn out to be. And then they things, you know, they get better and then you're able to share it. So having that, yeah, that end goal was definitely the, the strongest that's form excellent. of inspiration. So a clear vision of where you wanted to be. Yeah. Helped you all day in, day out, all the way through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I know when we were doing a bit of research about your CDs, we noticed that you played all the instruments and you did all the vocals on your CD again. So that's very unique to be able to put all those tracks together and get them into one um, cohesive, beautiful um, piece of music at the end. So kudos mm. to you for doing and, that. And was that a part of your was that a part of your vision that you wanted to play it all? Like did you consider bringing in other musicians and and uh you know people to come alongside you or really was that a part of what you were thinking the whole way that you would play every instrument? At that point I think I've already I already played because yeah when I was 18 or 19 I already learned, you know, I knew piano, drums obviously and guitar, bass, so kind of the the foundation of any any rock band or like regular band was already there that I could do. So I just thought, you know, might as well, if I already can, it'd be cool to be able to do it. And, you know, cause every song started out as pretty much just guitar and, and my you know vocals. So having, you know, being able to sit aside and take, take almost a whole day to figure out like what, I, what bass part or what drum part would I want with the song. Cause if you bring in other musicians or, you, you know, you're gonna have to pay for their time. You don't right. want to waste their time when you don't know what you want. So having that time to realize, just take hours and hours of, you know, okay, what do I actually want here? And then being able to just play it myself is just the easiest way to go. 
Yeah. And when you came up against barriers, what was your strategy to keep going? Like, let's say you had to do some mixing or let's say you got to a point where, oh my gosh, I've gone as far as I can. What's your strategy for our listeners to, when you hit that barrier and your goal is still there, but there's something stopping you, what was your, what was your strategy to punch through that? Mm-hmm. I think that the most important thing at that point is to know, you know, you know, your limits, you know, what you can do, you know, what you can't do, what you don't like, cause again, I kind of was just teaching myself how to do this. Right. And so, yeah, when I got to the end point, I, I met a guy um, in Barry who, who does mastering, he has his own recording studio and I met with him and, you know, he helped me, you know, kind of fine tune it and polish it off at the end. And, you know, he taught me a lot. He, he gave me advice as we were going along of what to do and what not to do. And so having other people in your life, again, is, can be the most important thing who, cause they know That's things you don't, they, but they share the same passion. So it's, it's easy to share it with them. And it's highly possible. I'm not saying this. It's highly possible he didn't even play music. Did he play music or was he, that was his gift was mastering? Maybe. Yeah. We never talked about playing instruments, but he, yeah, he was definitely a great like engineer for that. Engineer, his talent. eh? But I love what you said about, it's almost, you have to get to that place of being vulnerable to Mm -hmm. say, you know what? I I don't know. I don't know. I need help. I need help. But Mm -hmm. then it turned out to be such a positive because both of you, because you learned in it. You got to learn from him. He got to help you. And it turns out at the end to be such, um, it's almost like magic. And your CD is better than, yeah. you know, did you notice too your first CD different than the second CD? Yeah, I was going to say, because both my, my first two albums, I used the same engineer and uh, in, in Barry there to, to do the mastering and mixing. And he even said, he's like, wow, since the first one, this sounds a lot you know, better. And even I was like, yeah, that's good. So yeah, absolutely. Like as I, as I did the first one, I, listening back to it now after because it's been five or six years i think i think since the first one was finished and just listening to it now you know you realize it was as good as i could make it at the time but having you know i guess hindsight is is great because you can you know know how to improve Mm -hmm. and the second one i think there's a lot of improvement there's better arrangements the you know i I added more things that i i didn't on the first one i think it definitely helped yeah just progressing and having that person to kind of encourage you and say you're on the right track doing doing better work here yeah and you could add them um so your third cd that you're working on now what lessons have you taken into this one now what are you doing anything different or what's happening with this third recording this one's a little different because it's it's purely instrumental so far okay which is you know when i just sit down and play music or anytime i write like it'll most of the time the music always comes first and i I always have little parts that i try to save or use for something else but this one, I was like, I have all these parts that are years and years old that I've never used for anything else. And just never, it's never happened. Like it's never lined up with, with lyrics or, or voices. So I was like, I'm just going to record those and, and put them out there and see what happens. So with this one, it's, it's actually taken a step back in terms of simplicity because I'm not having arrangements and singing. It's just like mm-hmm. pretty much sometimes just piano, uh, just guitar. But so having, yeah, simplifying it has almost been a step forward in, in a way too, because I feel like I don't have to overcomplicate it like That's you know maybe cool. i don't have to have string arrangements and drums with everything like i can just have it as simple mm-hmm. as it can be and Excellent. have it just as good yeah. it's a freeing effect it has a freeing effect on you eh yeah yeah it makes it easier well i know when we reached out to you for our intro outro music for the podcast that's what we were really drawn to was the arrangements that you did that the simplicity of them, but they were deep in the same way. I can't, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really appreciate that. And you being on our, um, we, when you sent the samples to us, we had to pick ourselves up off the floor. 
Yeah. <laughs> we were, it was amazing. Really amazing. That's what I was going because for. Yeah. We'd really only, we'd really only spoken to you generally about an idea of what we wanted and you seem to really encapsulate all of it just from our words and yeah. the impressions that we had sort of suggested as far as what the podcast would be about. And yeah. so, yeah, that was amazing how you, you, you know, and that's the gift, right? Yeah. 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 That's well, even gift. that is something I've never done before is like, you know, write a little, you know, 30 second jingle almost. It's like, well, I've never thought of music in that way. Like almost, like for a movie or a commercial or whatever it is. So it was a, it was a cool challenge to have. And yeah, I'm happy I did it. So. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Um, so before as we're wrapping up, are there any other uh, stories to barriers or obstacles you want to share before we wrap up with kind of the tips for our listeners? Is there anything else you want to share? Or maybe a suggestive um, tip for someone getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say there's a lot of, you know, I see a lot of people starting music and they can get discouraged. But I think the biggest thing, again, is having other people, whether it's a teacher that can kind of move you along or whether it's you just find that passion within yourself to, you know, step aside and, and do your own thing. But I think it's just follow, you know, follow your own instincts, but know when you need help and know that you know, maybe having other people, like if you have a friend or family member who plays an instrument and you're just starting on something, like ask them to come over and, you know, they don't have to teach you, but just play it together and see what, you know, what happens and their passion will bring your passion up and, yeah. And having having that excitement and that passion is what makes you want to keep practicing and push through how awful you are at the beginning. Because <laughs> you will be very bad for a while. Yeah. Right. right. And that's true. Pushing through that and keeping that vision alive when maybe that those chords don't sound so great and your fingers yeah. are hurting as you're pushing on the strings and things like yeah. that. So. And, what I, and what I'm hearing there too is is be willing, be vulnerable to ask for help. Mm -hmm. to you know to to reach out and ask somebody for oftentimes we have a goal or a vision and it's almost like we have to achieve that on our own and and by helping by letting other people help us we actually bless them we actually yeah. allow them to contribute and we allow them an opportunity of service do you find that oh yeah yeah absolutely like i even like thinking back when i was young and taking lessons that the teachers were always excited and you know me wanting to learn acdc riffs and he'd be really excited like yeah here's how you do it and and even now when people ask me to show them how to play instruments, it's, it's always like, it's rewarding for me. Like people think they might be a burden. Like, Oh, I don't want to ask them because they might be right. You know, they don't want to do it. Like he's, he's better. I don't want to ask him, but no, it's always exciting. You love it. I get to, I get to show people stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also hearing that to have realistic expectations when you're starting that you're not going to yeah. probably be on the Rama stage, you know, on a full show or <laughs> Vegas, but it's going to take some time and perseverance. And I think yeah. you, in our, in our little chat before the podcast, you were saying it's sometimes about six months, give yourself about six months to mm -hmm. start to get into some rhythm and to get into really good practicing and then get some feedback from a teacher is a great idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, like I said, I, I started drums was the, well, guitar was there first, but drums was kind of the, the breaking through point. Yeah. And I guess a lot of people get into music by listening to music, obviously. But if I'm listening to Neil Peart and I start playing drums, I was like, I, I don't tell right. Neil Peart. I guess I'll quit. Yeah, you know, you exactly. Understand. Yes. You have to understand. You have, it took Neil Peart decades to get to what Neil Peart was. Yes. You have, to, you have to be ready to, you know, be awful at music before you get better. Right. That's a really good point. So any, yes, yeah, sorry, Mark. Go no, ahead. and I just, I was just thinking there was probably a lot of people along the way that helped Neil Peart get to where he got to. Good oh, point. for sure. Yeah. You know, life is not a solo event. Right? No. No. Yeah. no. 
So any final tips that you could give to our listeners living without limits, living an abundant life? You certainly are fulfilling your dreams. Are there any tips you could give um, as we're as we're kind of closing out before we play some sneak peeks of your new music at the end of the podcast? So any other tips for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, other, like I've said it multiple times, but having people around you that share your passion is, is vitally important. But but when I was, yeah, when I was starting to play music or starting to make my own music and you'd tell people about it and they wouldn't understand it and they'd question right. me like, well, you know, that's not, you know, that's not really a career. That's not like a good idea. Or like, are you going to do anything with it? like, how do you think you're going to go far? And it's like, mm. you just have to know there's people that are going to help you and people that are not going to help you. But it's being aware of which one's which and which ones you should ignore. Right. It can be very important. And then just, yeah, relying on yourself and knowing that your own your own passion and excitement about something is all the validation you need sometimes too. Amory and I call those dream thieves. Right. Dream thieves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People. Yeah. That almost talk mm-hmm. you out of your dream yeah. and mm-hmm. you have to put boundaries around that. I appreciate you they, saying They have that. you failing before you stepped out your front door. Right. They because never heard they me play any music and yeah. they, they're already telling me I can't do it. It's <laughs> That's exactly right. Or they can't picture themselves doing it. So there's no way anyone else could trust so. your dream. eh? So that would be yeah. a great life lesson to trust your dream. Believe in that, yeah. that inward goal and vision that mm-hmm. has been deposited in you from somewhere and reason. to pursue it. Yeah. And know that it's for service of others. Yeah. yeah. yeah because ultimately yeah. your music is serving other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's yeah. excellent. All right, so um, so how can people get a hold of you, Nathan, before we play a little snippet of your music? Yeah, so I have a uh, Facebook page. My, my stage name is my first name and middle name, which is Nathan Simon. Simon spelled S-Y-M-E-N. You can search that on Facebook or iTunes, uh, Spotify, I think, as well. And I, I have a Bandcamp ca- band page excuse me, that has all my music on it, too. It's, it's uh, NathanSimon.Bandcamp, and that's it. Or Nathan Simon okay. at gmail.com is my email if anyone wants to you know, get okay. in touch and they need music made or they want to play a show or get my band to play a show. Excellent. No, we'll definitely put it on our Facebook page, which is um, Without Limits Podcast is our Facebook page. We'll put all Nathan's uh, details there and his contact information. We also have Living Without Limits dot ca is the website where you can contact us if you'd like to be a guest like nathan has been or if you'd like to ha- ask us questions or how to get a hold of nathan you can contact us on there as well so before we close out we're just going to pause and just enjoy some of nathan's music
Without Limits podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Your hosts have been Mark and Anne Marie.